Alright, so to start off on a little recap slash update of what's going on with the cars parked on the street. Operation Shitstorm, if you're familiar with that operation. Well, I called that company, like I said, told them to move the cars, and they moved one out of four. So three cars were still there, and because, so with this parking spot, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but it really only comfortably fits three, maybe four, if one of the cars is abnormally small, like one of those fucking stupid Fiat cars, those little pocket cars, some jerk off like a fucking Mr. Jetson driving a little Fiat. Maybe it would fit one of those cars, but generally speaking, it's going to fit, it's a space that fits three cars. But these guys, they only moved one. They could fit four because they were fucking nut to butt with all the cars. They're basically all touching bumpers. They could do that because it was all the same owner. It was this fucking Hollywood Rides place. They didn't give a shit. So I called. The guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll move them. We'll move them. Da, da, da. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they moved one car. So there's still three there. So that's like on Wednesday or Thursday I realized they moved them. Friday, my friend Eric comes over, Eric Roja, very funny comedian, um, he comes over, and he had lent me his Cuisinart KitchenAid thing, whatever, and, and the pasta extension, so I made raviolis, and I was like, dude, since you let me borrow your machine, come over, I'll make you some fucking ricotta-filled raviolis, a little bit of sauce, some pancetta, maybe you'll fucking blow me, because he is gay, and head's head, right, um, so he comes over, parking's a fucking nightmare, because it's all permit after 6pm, except for this like one road and that one stretch. Well guess what guys, that one stretch is fucking occupied. So, I, sorry, so he just opened the door and fucking threw me off. Um, so, he comes over, he parks, he's like, I just parked in the permit area because, um, it, I just, whatever, I, I, I was late, I couldn't find parking, I'm sure it'll be fine, and I'm like, I hope you are, but I mean, you, know, you can move if you want, it's like, nah, nah, that's alright, so, I make this beautiful meal, we enjoy it, it's great, and then, we go outside to let Bello out, and the poor fucking guy has a ticket, and he's got a ticket, because there's nowhere else to park, Except for that one fucking stretch, and it's like one road that happened to be full. So because these these Ukrainian fucking pricks getting billions from our government, this is how they repay us, by not following proper protocol. I'm like, you know what? Operation Shitstorm is officially in effect. So, a few hours later, my other friend Rob and Luke come over. So it's the four of us. We're hanging out. I tell them the story. And I'm like, I, I, I have accrued bags of shit next to my front door. Like four bags of shit I've been saving. Because there's this camera across the street from where the cars are parked. And I want to be strategic about where I, how I can do this. So let's see if I can um, explain this properly. So where their cars are parked, if you're looking at them from my apartment, on the left across the street is a camera. On the right is this little like parking garage that you can go up to the top floor and then in the um, back area there's a staircase that you can take down to the first floor and then that spits you out into the street below where the cars are parked and then you can actually walk back up to my apartment meaning that I can get down and back without actually walking by the cars. I can use this staircase 
to where they can only see me come up or only see me come down. They can't see both. Therefore, not being able to see exactly where I'm coming from, if that makes sense. So I told the guys the situation and Rob's in. He's like, dude, I'm I'm fucking, I am putting shit on these cars. I'm in. Eric's like, I'm going to walk by and I'm going to spit on all the cars because of those fucking pricks. I got a ticket because there's no way place to park. So we're about to go to Residuals, which is one of the last gems of Los Angeles. I can get McCallum 12 for twelve fifty, or I can get a vodka soda for $9. Guy's fucking great. Skinny, tight jeans, this guy. He's not a twink, but he looks like one hardworking guy. You know, tight shirts, tight jeans, and just a fucking a little bit of flair behind the bar that you like. He spins the glass, he'll throw an olive, catch it in his mouth, spit it in some pig's mouth. She's like, oh, God, is that pitted? Yeah. And then it'll just, you know, go on. He's a great guy. So... Also, the guy that works the door there does a bunch of heroin in the bathroom, which is a nice touch of class, I think. Um, so we're going to that bar, and we walk by. So Eric spits on all the cars, and then me and Rob take the um, the uh, uh, the uh, stealth route where we walk to the parking garage down the stairs, and then we're going to walk back up to my house to throw him off. So I throw a bag of shit on two cars. He throws a bag of shit on one car. And they're just planted right on top of the windshield wipers. It's fucking beautiful, right? And then it's like I understand now why when like murderers plant the bodies or keep trinkets from the people they kill as like souvenirs that they can't part from it or they want to drive by where they buried the body. Because every day for the next week when I drove by those cars and saw the bag of shit on top of the windshield just getting baked just getting baked into the glass of the windshield because it's been like 90 in the valley. I would just, it would brighten my day. I, I come back from Trader Joe's all fucking pissed off because people suck. And I would drive by and I'd see those bags of shit baking into the windshield. And I just would, it would, it would give me just such great joy to see, you know. But still, after a while, the bags of shit are just there. They're just there. And I'm like... Okay, well, they, they obviously haven't come by to see the cars in a while because they don't fucking seem to check. They're all dusty and shit. And then I drive by, all the bags of shit are off the cars. They just pull the shit off and they put it on the grass. And I'm like, those motherfuckers. Like, you didn't get the hint? You didn't get the hint that someone's terrorizing your cars because you're not fucking following the rules? So then finally, a couple days later, I calm back up again and I go, Hey, dude, your, your cars are still on Ridgemore. What's going on? What? I'm like, your cars are still on Ridgemore. What is going on? Why are they here? My friend got a ticket because you guys have your fucking cars there. Oh, I thought we moved them. I You moved one. There's still three there. What the fuck is going on, dude? And he's like, oh, so do you, do you park there a lot? I'm like, yes. Yes, I park there. My fiance could park there. My friends visiting could park there. Also, even if no one's parking there. And it's a fucking lemonade stand for some kids selling fucking teas and lemonades, making fucking money. Girls go, who gives a fuck? Some tranny with a tent sleeping there. Who gives a, your, your cars should not be permanently parked there. Don't you fucking get it, guy? It's not even about me. It's the principle. He's like, all right, all right. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, I thought I moved them. I'll, I'll get my guys to move them. I go, they moved one. You guys are still taking up 85% of the fucking spot. Can you, can you get them off, please? So two days go by. 
And guess what, folks? All the cars are moved. Let's give a hand for it. Come on, all the cars are moved. Those Ukrainian pricks, after two phone calls, four bags of shit, Eric spit. The cars are fucking moved, folks. How about it? Welcome to the podcast. This is Just Count to Ten. I'm your host, Vinny Falcone, and this is the Anger Management Podcast that won't help you with your anger. We'll just get angry together. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Those fucking cocksuckers moved those cars. I mean, it only took me two fucking phone calls, you know, fecal matter, and my friend who, you know, may or may not have diabetes spit on their car. You know what I mean? So, happy to hear about it. Happy to hear, happy to report, happy to see that that has happened. Um... So, how you doing, guys? Good to see you. I thought I would fill you in on that one. Um, not the not the funniest opener, but I just thought, you know, I mentioned it last episode. Didn't get it to because I, uh, I ran long um, and I had to cut it kind of short, but um, wanted to fill you in. Hey, listen. So, first off, a couple admin things up top. So, the month of August. This is going to come out. Uh, what is today? The second? So, the third. It's going to come out the fourth, I believe. August, whatever Friday is. August 4th, August 5th, whatever. The 11th. That whole week, from the seventh uh, to eleventh, I'm going to be in Nashville for training. So on the eleventh, um, instead of missing a week, because I feel like you know you guys are you know fucking good to me and you listen, I don't want to leave you hanging. On the eleventh, a guest will be on the podcast. I recorded it last night. A guest will be on the podcast. It'll be kind of like a anger themed ish type of episode, but also just kind of a hang kind of thing. I just want to give you some kind of content. The next week after that will be the regular show. And then the week following that, the week of the 24th, I think it is, um, will be another guest because I'm also in training for another fucking week. Six, I, I think six, I've flown six goddamn times, seven goddamn times this year so far. Four have been for work. So bear with me. I apologize. It's not the usual um, program. However, it still is content. It still is a listen. It still is, hey, Vinny, I'm used to listening to this podcast in my drive, and your stupid fucking voice kind of gets me through it. So, you know, don't leave me hanging here. Well, listen, you can hear my stupid fucking voice and my friend's stupid fucking voice. You can hear both our voices, and even you can chime in too and say, wow, this kind of sucks. Or you can talk, you know, whatever you, whatever you do to get by. But so for two weeks out of, the, out of August, it'll be a different program. But just want to give you the heads up. All right. Let's crack into it, cocksuckers. I'm drinking a cold cup of coffee. How you doing, huh? How's your week? It's Friday, or maybe you listen to it on a Saturday or a Sunday, or maybe you're a new listener. Hey, if you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a new listener, basically, I bitch about shit that pisses me off. I try to make it comical. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it ain't. But what it does usually come down to is I can, you know, complain about something, and then while you're listening, you're like, oh, yeah, fucking A. Ukrainians are fucking cocksuckers. They do kind of like, you know, break societal norms, park cars that they shouldn't, you know, really good at mixed martial arts. So you can't really, you know, uh, you know, talk to them face to face like a man. You have to do it on a podcast and bitch about them like a little pussy because chances are they could beat you up. And Zoe knows that. And she mentioned that. She's like, they could beat you up. They're Ukrainian. They can fight. I'm like, I know that, Zoe. It's why I don't actually go in person. I call. They're a block away. I could, I could walk over and talk to them face to face like a man. I won't. Okay? That's why I bitch on my podcast that they won't ever listen to. Most people won't either. Except for the select few that listen to it. 
So maybe maybe I you know I, I complain about things and you're like oh yeah 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 that's right that's right that's right. I wish I I wish I could uh, drink alcohol but I'm allergic and my fiance enjoys fireworks. I make fun of her but she's just having a good time and I'm jealous that I can't have a good time because I'm a miserable prick. So maybe that's maybe that's you. Maybe you're just like me. Okay, let's get into it. All right, so I ha- I've been getting a lot of like tests for work. I have to get like a bunch of vaccine. I got the fucking I got the flu shot early, kids. I got the flu shot before they're even allowed to give it out. Went to CVS, saw my guy Joe. I have I have a guy now at CVS for fucking vaccines. I'm like, hey Joe, I need I need the fucking uh, I need the jab. I need the flu shot. I can't give it to you. I can't give it to you. End end of August, the earliest, really beginning of September. I go listen, Joe. I gotta get this for my fucking job. You think I'm coming in here jonesing for a fucking flu shot like it's a, a smack of heroin? You, you think I'm treating this flu shot like a little Coke rock? Okay, and, and all I need is just one big fucking inhale. Me and Biden's kid are having a fucking party with some hookers, and I need some Coke. No, guy. I need this fucking flu shot for work. This isn't a novelty item for me, okay? This isn't a hobby. I'm not just racking off vaccines. Like, I'm, like, I, I, like I have a TikTok where I fucking, you know, do reviews on vaccines. Oh, this one, I, I couldn't feel my left nut for a week. Oh, the whooping cough one, yeah, I shat blood for a month, pretty good. I'm not doing fucking reviews like they're, they're, they're fucking goddamn sandwiches, you know what I mean? It's like Porky Pig on that one. Like goddamn sandwiches, that's all, folks. You stutter and mutter and prick. So yeah, I'm not doing this flu shot because it's fun, guy. I need it for my job. Can you help me out and give me the fucking jab early? I'm in the healthcare industry with you, guy. These are for credentials. I got to go into hospitals, and I got to sell things to people. They're going to help them get better, okay? See that? You see that chick back there scooping Viagra into a capsule? She's helping some guy save his fucking marriage because he's been married to her for 30 years and can't get a fucking heart on because she's got stretch marks on a fupa. But that fucking prescription that she's shoveling into that thing is saving someone's marriage. I need to save someone's life. Give me this flu shot. And let me get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? He's like, all right, all right, all right. Listen. Um, all right, hold hold tight, hold tight. So he comes, he gives out some uh, fucking Albanian chick or uh, Armenian. Actually, yeah, I think she was Albanian. I like Albanians. Uh, I banged an Albanian broad one time from Brooklyn. She's fucking crazy. I had sex with her once. I did a great job. And then I listened to my buddy Pat, which I, was a, which was a huge mistake. So I go, I banged her. We had great sex. Should I text her tomorrow? He's like, no, 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 no. You wait till she texts you. And keep in mind, this chick who I had sex with, I think she only had sex with one other guy. And at the time, I only had sex with, I think, three or four other people. You know, we did not have impressive numbers. This is, this is, you know, when your first couple of plows, they're memorable. They mean a lot. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, and Pat's like, no, 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 no. Do not text her. You wait to her, you wait for her to text you. Well, two weeks goes by. I don't hear anything from her. And I, I tell Pat, I go, I haven't heard from that chick in two fucking weeks. The chick I banged, I really liked her. And he's like, well, did you, did you text her? I go, no, you told me not to. He's like, oh, God, that, that's horrible advice. You should have texted her. Were, were you guys talking long? I'm like, for a couple months. I was, I was the second guy she had sex with. He was like, he's like, what second guy? You should have called to the next day. I'm like, God damn it, Pat. Anyway, she blocked me on all social media. I think she fucking hates me. She was Albanian. Anyway. This Albanian come, chick comes out. She shoots me up with the flu shot. I just got that today. So if you don't hear from me for a while, I guess it was a bad dose. And I'm fucking dead. So um, got the flu shot. I had to get a hepatitis B. Luckily, I already had that. So I submitted that. I had to get uh, measles, mumps, and fucking syphilis. Got that done. Um, but the one I had to get a test for. 
Sorry, wait one, one second. God, this fucking... I, I, I didn't get this fucking tuberculosis screening today. And it's fucking... I know we don't have it, but it's like I hate fucking tests. And the, and the screening is like, oh, you have to wait until you get like a fucking... Um, it's like a skin thing where they, they shoot uh, me- medicine into your arm. And then if you get a bump or whatever... You basically, if it's a certain size bump, you got it. It's like, I know I don't have tuberculosis. Okay, you know, it's like, unless your guilty pleasure is going to a fucking street dentist in India, you probably don't have tuberculosis. You know what I mean? Unless you're, unless you're kissing homeless people or going to Africa and fucking licking people's feet, you're probably, and I mean, you know, the impoverished areas where there's a lot of high disease rates, not all Africans have diseases, please. Um, you probably don't have it, Vinny. Also, you'd fucking know if you did. But still, I just don't like these fucking tests. And I don't like going to doctors to get tested. It's like, oh, Vinny, well, with this new job, it seems like you'd be talking to doctors a lot. I don't mind talking to doctors. I don't like. I don't mind being in doctors' offices. But if I'm the one getting the fucking test, I really don't like it. You know what I mean? So... Sorry, one second. I fucking thought I heard something. Um, so my point is, I just I get fucking stressed out, and the whole week has just been going. Oh, calling doctor's office, getting records, getting tests, getting vaccines, and it's like, how many fucking things can I take at once before I fucking drop dead? Aren't these things in a mix together? If I can't if I can't mix wine and whiskey, I can mix all these vaccines together, and my body isn't gonna fucking collapse. You know what I mean? So I'm doing all this shit right now, and that's why I'm actually feeling, it's like, I feel like the fucking bump just came up on my arm, but I just got the negative test result. You know what I mean? And now I'm like, now I'm overthinking shit. Is that a vein? God, I, I, I hate this shit. I hate this shit. God damn it. And, that, and, that, and that's my problem. I'm overthinking shit. Clearly, I don't have fucking tuberculosis. The guy already gave me the negative result. But god damn, I fucking... I, I can't stand this shit. Oh, God. It fucking stresses me out. Now I'm feeling my arm for a fucking bump that isn't there. Is that a vein? Is that a bump? The, the, the doctor already gave me a negative test result. I mean, does this happen to you where you can't just, like, shut your brain off and you can't stop thinking about shit that you know isn't bothering you or know isn't a problem, but then you, you make it a problem? I, I think I heard it's, like, a level of OCD where, like, you can't let things go and just, like, you keep ruminating and shit. It's like, clearly, I don't have fucking tuberculosis, but why do I keep feeling my fucking arm for a bump? I think it's a vein. I, I, I'm still feeling my fucking arm. Let's move on. I can't even talk about it. I try even bringing it up, and then, it, and then it made me touch my arm, and now I think I have fucking tuberculosis. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. So I went to my barber, great guy. He, he, um, he's been out for like almost like two months because he had to get surgery. He had a fucking tumor on his spine. Luckily, it was benign. It'll be fine. How will we know? It's a matter of time. Um, so he'll be fine, but he's like, oh, I'll be out for like four to six weeks. This is back in June. So I got one haircut before he he went into surgery, thinking that maybe I can get one before Coach's wedding. Coach's wedding was like, no, I'm sorry, I got it end of May, my haircut, right before Coach's wedding. And like, No, I'm sorry, beginning of May I got it. Coach's wedding was beginning of June. So I'm like, maybe he'll be back before June so I can get a haircut before Coach's wedding. Because the last thing I want to do is show up with long hair, but even worse, a bad haircut. But he was still out. So for Coach's wedding, my hair was like longer than I'd like. I just got the pictures back. I look fine to most people, but to me, I'm like, oh, my hair's fucking too long. You know? 
And it's like, I've been going this guy for a couple of years, finding a new barber's heart. So before Coach's wedding, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to take the risk. I'll just go with long hair. And then another month goes by, almost a full month. And I'm like, okay, I need a fucking haircut. So I go to the same barber shop. The guy's still out. I pick a random barber. Nice guy. Great guy. He cuts my hair. And he goes, um, so what do you want? And I go, da 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 Okay, cool. So as he's cut my hair, he is facing the mirror. I'm facing the mirror so I can see what he's doing. And I'm fine with it, right? And he's, he's, he does a good job. But as he's like lining me up with the buzzers, and I'm not sure this happens to you and how these barbers don't fucking know this. I guess I should have spoken up so he knew. But his buzzer had like a jagged like thing. So I don't know if he knew or didn't know. He's cutting up behind my fucking ears. He's lining up. He's cutting up my fucking neck. To the point where it's like, ow, oh, like, God, like, not only is you have a, 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 a fucking jagged edge, but you're going hard, dude. What the fuck? You know? And um, so he, he, he gives me a haircut. The haircut itself looks fine. But again, he fucking cut up my neck. So I wait a month. Still, the guy is not out, not back. I wait two more weeks. Still not back. He won't be back for a following two more weeks. And I got these two training trainings I got to go to. And I just can't fucking wait. My hair is so goddamn long. So I call. I, so I go to the, 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 uh, the website on the day that I got to go. And of course, the guy is there the day that I have to go. I want to go to a different guy. But with my schedule, it's the only day I can go. And I don't want to have that conversation of like, oh, why didn't you come back to me? I... You know, cut your hair last week. You know, what's going on? Because the last thing I want to do is have that conversation. It'd be one thing if I go back and he sees me with my guy. And he's like, what's up? I'm like, hey, sorry, man. You were great, but I've been going to this guy for two years. And I was back from surgery. So he's like, oh, okay. You know, I, I can understand that, right? But with this, I can't have the conversation where it's like, hey, you fucking cut up my neck. You didn't even notice. I had, was bleeding after the fucking haircut. I'm, I'm done. You know what I mean? So I see his name. I'm like, well, the haircut itself was good. I'll just tell him to go easy with the buzzer, you know? So I sign up. I go in there. And like, oh, thanks for coming back. And I'm like, yeah, listen, pal, this is going to be the last one. You know, I hate to break it to you because my guy's coming back. I'm going to him. One, because I'm loyal. Two, you know, it is. So he does this. I'm not sure if, if barbers, when you go, you do this too, or clients, whatever. I tell him what I want. He spins me away from the mirror. Okay, so I can't see what the fuck is going on. I'm Ray Charles, baby. I got no frame of reference what's going on. I'd say I want a two, low fade, blend it up, and then on top, I want just a trim. Because I'd grown my hair out, and although my hair was a little too long on top, I did like the longer feel, like the longer look. To give you a frame of reference of what my hair was, when I, before I got my hair cut, if I could pull my hair all the way down, my hair would go to like the like middle of my nose. Okay, so it's pretty long, but I like the fuller look. All I was looking for is a trim. I said just clean it up a little bit on top. That's all I said. Just clean it up a little bit on top. What does he do? He spins me away. Can't see a fucking thing, and I'm trying to like see the hair that's coming off, and I think it looks fine, although it feels like he's pulling a lot. And again. You're probably just saying, Vinny, 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 why didn't you just say, hey, spin me around so I can see? Or, hey, how much are you taking off? Yeah, should have done that. 
I don't want to overstep. I also don't want to be that weird fucking guy, that annoying guy who's being like high maintenance, you know? So I just say nothing. I get my hair cut and he goes to the buzzer and I'm like, okay, here we go. I'll, I'll, I'll say something about this. I'll say something about this. Buzzer's nice. I, I think he got a new buzzer. No cuts. Felt fine. So then he... Um, I don't know. I don't know if he if he wanted to do this like big reveal, but he goes, "All right, man, we're all done." Da da da, and he spins me around, and I see the mirror, and I'm not sure if you expected me to go like, "Oh my god, how did you manage to do this whole time, man?" I'm spinning the opposite direction, not looking at this <laughs> at the mirror of what you're doing. I'm thinking, how could he pull off his haircut? It's only his fucking job. How is he gonna be able to do this? And then you spin me around. And I'm fucking unbeknownst to me. You can cut hair like this is, did, did, like is this a moment where it's like a '90s film? There's a music montage. It's a fucking before and after makeover. She's all that kind of thing. Like, did you expect me to fucking cry? Is this queer eye? Like, am I supposed to give you a hug and fucking call my dad after this? No, it's a fucking haircut, guy. Just let me face the fucking mirror the whole time. Cause when you spin me around, I realize up. Oh, you went a half inch too short on the top of my fucking head. You went a half inch too short. A half an inch. Like I said, when I pulled my hair down, it was it was to the half of the um halfway in the bridge of my nose. Now I can barely get it to my fucking eyebrow. You took off like 2 inches, guy. 2 fucking inches. And yes, does it look fine? Does Zoe like it? Is it fine? Yes. But it's not what I fucking wanted first off, too. I got a receding hairline right now. Shit's getting fucking dangerous. And I just wanted longer hair. You didn't listen to the fucking game plan. And don't spin me away. This is a team effort. I give you something to do. You do it. As we're doing it, you can get second-to-second -second feedback of what I want. It's not like I ordered a custom table and I won't know until it shows up my fucking doorstep. We're working together here, pal. This is live. Let me look at my fucking hair while you're cutting it. You know what I mean? So I literally just had to break. You probably didn't realize it, but I literally had to break and ask Zoe to feel my fucking arm to see if there was a bump, even though the doctor already told me I was fucking negative. This, this is what you're dealing with. I can't let things go. I cannot let things go. I literally, I don't, Vinny, you don't have tuberculosis. What the fuck? I mean, Jesus, you're born, you were born in Morristown, New Jersey. You went to college in Vermont, and you lived in California for a couple of fucking years. I mean, Jesus. How many people do I think I've ran into that has fucking tuberculosis? I mean, is it weird that this shit scares me more than going to war? I'd rather be on a fucking chopper over Afghanistan, going to a fucking village to save a Navy SEAL, than I would than I would be nervous. Uh, I'm speechless, folks. You, you get what I'm saying. I'm speechless, really. I cannot wait for this shit to be over. I hate, I hate getting fucking tests. But isn't that why they say men die earlier generally because? Um, we don't like going to doctors and getting tests and getting checked on. We just like to fucking just forget about it, push it down. If it is a problem, I guess I'll die from it soon, right? Like, isn't that like, like, and, and women are just like, oh my God, I think I stubbed my toe and that could mean I have pancreatic cancer. Like, 
then they'll go to the doctor and get it checked out. No, no, miss, you just you stubbed your toe. Oh, okay, just just want to make sure. Guys, we could be paralyzed on the left side, and we'll just lift up our fucking shirt on that arm to, to move the hand. And we'll, we'll just deal with the consequences. I, I could literally have pain in my chest for a month, and I'll just be like, oh, it's probably the fucking McDonald's I had a couple weeks ago. I mean, I have pain down my left arm, and I, I can't really breathe. It feels like an elephant sitting on my chest, but it's probably because I had an allergic reaction to pineapple. Like, we'll, we'll make up any fucking excuse to not go to a doctor. We'll, we'll self-correct. We'll, 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 we'll make an excuse as to, like, what the issue is, or we'll just ignore it. Or, like me, I'll just, just obsessively think about it to where it's not fun to do, a, you know, a task like playing golf or fucking jerking my dick is in the back of the mind. I'm like, do I have TB, you know? But anyway, let, let me let me get back into this and fucking plow through this episode because this is just, I am so fucking distracted right now. Because where he fucking inject, basically what the thing is, is like the, he injects the medicine into your arm and if you get a bump at a certain size, that means you have it. But it's right next to one of my fucking veins and right now it's hot and my body's swollen so my veins are raised like, I'm, like it's fucking Peter North's cock and... I can't tell if it's a fucking bump or a vein, and Zoe just felt it, and she's like, "Oh no, 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 you're, you're I, th- I think, I think you're, I think you're good." I'm like Zoe, don't you know me? Think, think, just say I know you're good. God damn it! Even though a medical professional already said you're good, Vinny. So a doctor's word isn't good enough, but Zoe's is. Okay, get it together. I have a fly infestation in my apartment. I don't know what the fuck happened. I'm not sure if like larvae got in or maggots or whatever the fuck. It's hot. Fruit is out. I'm not sure what happened. But literally, I woke up this morning and there were seven fucking flies in my apartment buzzing around like they own the place. It was like a fucking fly mixer. They were all just buzzing around. And, and flies, I already have ADD. And I can't focus. And flies are one of these things that if I hear a fucking buzz and I see these cocksuckers land anywhere, I cannot focus for the life of me. There could be an elephant taking a shit on my couch and it wouldn't bother me. But if there's a fucking fly buzzing around, I I won't be able to focus. So I'm in my office and I kill like four instantly. And Bello, like I said, like I mentioned before, as soon as he feels any kind of like crazy energy from me, he fucking freaks out and can't can't help himself. And he either hides or he goes to Zoe. And I'm whipping this shirt trying to kill these fucking flies and like smacking the fucking uh, blinds and shit and killing the flies. And he, he's losing his mind. I kill like three or four. And then I go into the dining room area and there's like six over there. So I kill those cocksuckers. I killed three more just a moment ago. I've killed like nine flies today. It's insane. And I just couldn't help but think, it's like, if I had one wish, you know, and obviously it's going to be outlandish, it's not a real wish, it's not, can't actually happen, but if like science wasn't real, and this is an imaginary world, if I had one wish in the world, I would like to take a fly, and I would like to blow them up into a human, right, so this fly is now a human, and then I would like to get all of the major families of the mafia during the heyday, like the 70s, with like Gotti and Crazy Joe Gal, like, you know, v- Vince and the Chin, you know, get all those guys and all their toughest fucking enforcers. And I would like to strap this guy who was a fly, but now I blew him up into a man. I'd like to strap him to a chair 
and I'd like me and these goons from all the five families. It was such a big deal that the, the, the commission got together and they were like, this fucking fly cocksucker, he's a problem, no? Everyone's like, yeah, he's a problem. What should we do about him? I say we get our toughest enforcers, our council yetis, our underbosses, and heads of family. We go to a warehouse with this guy named Vinny Falcone. We strap him to a chair and we beat the fuck out of this guy who was a fly. But we blow him up into a guy. And we just get a little bit of information out of him. Worst case scenario, we just beat the fuck out of him and we kill him. All right, let's do it. And all of a sudden, we're in like Hoboken, New Jersey, you know, somewhere out of this, out, out of New York City to lay low. We're in Hoboken. We're in some fucking warehouse. And this fly, who was a guy, is now strapped to a chair. Me, Sammy the Bull, a couple of the crazy fucks have pipes, bats, pliers. And we're just beating the fuck out of this guy who used to be a fly. And we're just hitting him going like, bang. And I'm just like, why the fuck do you fly around so Fucking much. I don't know. <clears throat> Hit him again. Bang. Why the fuck do you fly around so fucking much? <sighs> I don't know. Cocksucker. Hit him again. Why the fuck? Do you fly around? You see me doing work. I'm studying for these fucking tests. I gotta learn this medical shit. I'm freaking over this tuberculosis test, even though I don't... I got it, but I think that's a fucking bump, but really it's just my vein. Why the fuck are you flying around? Why the fuck are you flying around? <sighs> fuck you. Mother fuck. And then we just beat this shit of this guy. And we just put cement on his feet. Dump him in the Hudson River, and that's that. That would be my one wish, if I could have a wish. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound good? We just, we, we get this guy, we beat the shit out of him. Because really, when you kill a fly, it's nice because you hear the smush. But I want that satisfaction of, like, cracking some guy's jaw with that, with that fly hate energy, you know? Oh, that's just me. All right. Let me wrap with this. <clears throat> so... I should read my notes real quick. When's my buddy's um, birthday? For uh, uh, when? When? For his birthday, I went to Benihana. Now, Benihana used to be a staple when I was growing up. It was every birthday, every occasion. You'd go there. They got the fucking uh, chefs clink clanking and banging around, um, making your food tricks. It was good. You left stuffed, right? But I can't tell if over the years I've gotten bigger or the food's gotten smaller. I really truly feel like the food has gotten smaller. Because I feel like I eat less than what I did when I was a kid going through puberty and shit. When I was a kid, I would eat endlessly. I did not get full. And now I went to a Trader uh, Trader Joe's, Jesus Christ. I went to a Benihana in uh, Hawaii um, one night. Barely any food, really expensive. And when my buddy told me we're going to Benihana for his birthday, I'm like, oh, fuck me, dude. Really? I'm going to spend all this money, not get full, and then smell like fucking dick afterwards? Really? That, 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 that's what we're doing? That's what you're telling me? So we go to this Benihana. We get there. We walk in. And to be perfectly honest, some of the guys at this, at this dinner I'm not a huge fan of, right? Because of my past experiences with them. Also, this one, yeah, all right, we'll leave it at that. So, 
We get there. I said to my buddy, it's great to see him. Fucking love this guy. Happy birthday. But beep, beep, boop. I mean, his new girlfriend. Very, very sweet. We sit down. So I'm sitting next to, I'm at the very end on one side to my right. So nothing to my left. On my right is my buddy's girlfriend. Next to her is my buddy. So at least I'm sitting next to the birthday boy, the guy, you know, that, you know, I get along best with probably at this whole dinner because the other guys I don't really know that well. So we're at this uh, dinner and, um, my buddy and his girlfriend both have shellfish allergies, right? And this is not the place you want a shellfish allergy. A lot of cross-contamination, a lot of people who are just like, yeah, I cook, yeah, yeah, I cook. They're like, oh, great, you're fucking high. Can, can you toss a knife and flick it to where it rotates and you catch it on its, on its handle? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great, you're hired. So we sit down and we... um. I find out on the spot, oh, yeah, we both have uh, shellfish allergies. Oh, great. Fuck. Okay, well, hope you have a fucking EpiPen because I don't think these people are going to really give a shit. So all the staff, it's either like little rugrats in like these little kimonos, like the Japanese outfits they have to wear, or they're like guys that look like they just got escaped from fucking Shawshank, like convicted felons released on like work orders, you know? And like, yeah, I get it. It's a fucking... You know, regular restaurant job, are, are you going to get applicants that are also going to go to medical school? Probably not. My point is, it's just like, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Benihana. We sit down, and um, the server comes over. Again, young guy. You can tell he's overwhelmed because it's only large parties at Benihana. It's like tables of like nine, you know? So you're getting fucking plowed. Even if it's like a four-top a uh, four-table section or three-table section. You have like 30 people, basically, in your section. It's, it's outrageous. So he comes up. He's taking everyone's order, drinks. Nah, 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 okay. Then he goes, all right, what would you like for food? And he goes around, and he starts on the opposite end of the table. What would you like? And the guy goes, I want this. And then the waiter goes, would you like to upgrade to fried rice? Guy answers. And how would you like your steak cooked? Guy answers. He goes to the girl next to him. What would you like? Da da da. Would you like to upgrade to fried rice? The answer. How would you like your steak cooked? The answer. Goes to the next guy. What would you like? Da da da. Would you like to upgrade to fried rice? He answers. How would you like your steak cooked? He answers. The next guy goes. And no one's no one's catching on that this guy says, What would you like? And would you like to upgrade to fried rice? And how would you like your steak? No one is anticipating this and just saying, hey, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So he doesn't have to fucking answer. He doesn't have to ask that question over and over and over again. But finally, he gets this one kid who happens to be the biggest fucking jerk off the table. The guy goes, what would you like? And this kid with fucking Kramer hair just goes, <laughs> uh, what's good here? I don't know, the hibachi? The whole thing that this restaurant is based off of, shit cooked on this fucking flat top in front of you, literally anything that's cooked in the stove, which is any dish, I don't know, you tell me, you're a man in your 30s, what do you like to eat, jerk off? And the guy goes, um, I like this, this, and that. And of course the guy goes, oh, I'll get this, which is nothing of what he recommended. Okay. He was like... What's the what's the least chewiest steak? And the guy's like, uh, probably this. Again, you're 30 years old. You you don't know what steak you like. 
it's not like they have these rare exotic cuts. We're not eating duck and venison and fucking elk. Ribeye, filet mignon, what the fuck? Don't you realize what, these, what this tastes like by now? He's like, oh, the least chewy is probably this. Okay, um, all right, I guess, I guess, I guess I'll get that. And the guy goes, would you like to upgrade to fried rice? The guy answers, and how would you like your steak cooked? And this kid goes, um, I don't know, what do you think? How do you like yours? <sighs> I like mine medium well. Oh, God, that's that's way too cooked. Well, you, I could just tell the guy's thinking in his head, well, you asked me what I like, my steak cooked. Was that going to persuade you at all? Why, why did you ask me that then? He's like, um, all right, then I'll get like medium rare or like medium. And the guy's like, I can only put one temperature. What, 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 how would you like your fucking steak cooked? The guy goes, uh, I guess, I guess medium then. It's like, okay, well that, that took three minutes to ask you what you wanted to eat when you've had 45 minutes to think about it. And just asking you alone has been the same amount of time that the last four people have taken. So <laughs> congratulations, you stupid fuck. And then he goes to the next guy. What would you like to eat? And the guy goes, um, I'll do this. And the guy goes... Would you like to upgrade to fried rice? The guy's like, yeah. And he goes, gives him a pause just to give him a benefit of the doubt. But he doesn't say anything. And the guy goes, Jesus fucking Christ. Somebody fucking kill me. How would you like your steak cooked? And the guy answers. And then he gets to my friend, and my friend answers. He asks him the same fucking questions, fried rice, cooked. And then my friend goes, I'm allergic to shellfish. And the guy goes, fucking great. And then his girlfriend goes, same questions, fried rice, stay cooked. And then she goes, I'm also allergic to, to shellfish. And then he goes, fucking wonderful. And then he goes to me, and I go, I want the emperor's feast. I want to cook medium rare, and I'm going to upgrade to fried rice. And he looks at me, and I swear to God, if I had started jerking him off and spit on his cock, he would have had the same look of satisfaction, just like, finally, someone's taking care of me. He gives me a look like, and then he says, thanks, man, I, I, I really appreciate that. I go, yeah, I bet, guy, you're getting fucking plowed. So he leaves. He comes back with nine bowls of searing hot soup. He comes into our little station. He starts to try to pass out the soups. But before he can actually set the tray down, one of his colleagues doesn't look, does the cardinal mistake of restaurants where he doesn't look and just fucking moves rapidly. He bumps into our poor server. Not fucking like four out of the nine bowls of soup goes all over our server, all over his arms, burns him. He's like, oh, he's like trying to keep it together. Fuck. And his, his colleague's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. And he just gives him a look like, just get the fuck out of here, man, before I kill you. And then soup is all over this guy. And then the one jerk-off, the main jerk-off, who's like, let's get here. As he sees the guy get burnt with soup, he goes, hey, man, we're short a few waters. Can you, like, you get us like more waters like for the appropriate amount of people at the table? And the guy's just like, yeah. there's My arm is... There's boils on my arm now. But yeah, I'll, I'll get your fucking water, man. So he leaves. He comes back. He starts passing out the boils of water now. 
the bowls of soup now. And then I could just tell his arm is just beat red. That's like a fucking second degree burn. So he starts passing out the soup. I'm like, I'm like, listen, dude, just put the tray down, pass me the soups, and I'll just pass around the table. He's like, thanks, dude. So I start passing him the soups, and then the jerk off gets it, and he goes, what's this? And I'm go, I'm like, you dip your dick in it. What do you think it is? It's got a ladle, it's in a bowl, and there's fucking tofu in it, pal. It's soup, you jerk off. What are you fucking kidding me? And I'm sitting there, and for the whole night, I'm just watching this guy just, like, interact with these people, interact with the staff, eat his food, say, like, cunty remarks. And then it comes down to, like, the payment method, and he's, like, all up in arms about paying. He wants, like, my buddy to put it on his card, and then he wants to... All this fucking bullshit. And then finally, we leave. Everyone's like, we're going to a bar. And I'm like... He's like, Vinny, you want to come? And I go, one, I smell like shit. Two, I just spent 85 fucking dollars for four ounces of filet mignon, okay? I'm going to be four pounds heavier this next couple of days, which I was, because of all the fucking sodium in that goddamn food. I got swamp ass, even though I was in a restaurant for fucking three hours with air conditioning. But because that place is a goddamn sweatshop, I am sweating like I just ran a decathlon. Okay? No, I don't want to go to the bar. Hey, buddy, happy birthday. I love you to death. We'll be in touch. But I'm getting the fuck out of here. Guys, that's the episode. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, I appreciate all you. Next week will be a guest. The week after that will be a regular show. And then the following week will be one more guest. Um, so I appreciate you. Bear with me. Thank you. I love yous. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.